snowflake earrings and snow socks. Hang on. We're just gonna snow. Oh no. Oh no. They're, they're pulled down. Ah! Snow! Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics, and today we're talking about Irving Berlin's White Christmas. Yay! So, this movie came out in 1954. It was similar to the 1942 film Holiday Inn, which also introduced Crosby. It cost $2 million and made $30 million in the box office. Oh. So, what's your history with this movie? I watched it today. <laughs> That's it. Good history, good history. No one else I know has watched it, so... This movie is my mom's favorite Christmas movie. She would watch it all the time, even in, like, July. And as a kid, I had a real aversion to old movies. Like, I just really, I really hated them all, and so I never watched them. And so my mom was always like, watch White Christmas with me. And I was like, no, that's an old movie. Who hurt you? <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Carrie! Anyways, <laughs> continue. <laughs> anyway, so then, like, last year, I think, time is lost on me. I, like, told my mom, I went, hey, let's watch White Christmas. And she was so excited, and we watched it, and I loved it. And I was like, why well, have took me 20 years to watch this movie so then i suggested it for this and here we are yeah and i had never seen it before apparently i haven't had a good christmas movie upbringing because the christmas movies i've seen are like the peanut special and christmas vacation and that's pretty much it like most of my christmas movie stuff has been like Disney specials because <laughs> my parents didn't really watch The Grinch or Elf or White Christmas. Just think of any Christmas movie. They probably haven't seen it or hate it. Like Home Alone, they hate that movie. So if... I mean, it's a dumb movie. <laughs> well, yeah, but as a little kid, I mean, you would think you'd want your kid to watch something like that, you know? There was one year growing up that my dad was like, we're going to watch Christmas movies this year. And so we watched Home Alone and Christmas Vacation and Santa Claus because I liked that one. Yeah. And then maybe some other ones. But I told him about this the other day and he was like, that didn't happen. <laughs> I was like, Dad, that literally happened. <laughs> but whatever. You did this. How do you not remember? <laughs> I generally think most Christmas movies are really dumb. I yeah. didn't like Christmas Vacation. I think Home Alone is dumb. How did you not I... like Christmas Vacation? We need to we need to talk about this. I probably need to rewatch it now that I'm more aware and less naive. Yes. But I despise Elf. Yeah, I just I know a lot of people are either like super crazy about it or hate it, and I'm just kind of in the middle going, oh, Zoe Deschanel's nice, and it's kind of cute. Yeah, I just don't like that kind of comedy. Yeah. I've only seen it so once, too. Really stupid. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't mind the Grinch. I think the Jim Carrey one is a little creepy. Yeah, I... mm No. <laughs> um, but yeah, Christmas Vacation is one of my favorites. Oh. Well, for next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I also thought about doing it this year, and I was like, I think Carrie would hate it, because it is kind of crude humor, but at the same time, there are some funny one-liners and some funny scenes in it. So, fun trivia. One, Vera Allen, Ellen, Vera Ellen, the girl who plays Judy, the blonde girl. They're both blonde. Sing. They're both blonde. The blonder one. The really tiny one. <laughs> the dancer one? Yeah. Literally, they just look the same. They both just look like white blonde girls. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she can't sing, so all of her singing was dubbed throughout the whole movie. Nice. And then Rosemary Clooney, the other girl, can't dance. Well, I figured so that. They, yeah, so if they were one person, they would be unstoppable. Literally, I, I don't even... I don't even know. It's basically just Zendaya now. Yeah, but white. Can sing, dance, and act. And isn't white. Literally the perfect human being. Huh. Huh. (laughs) (laughs) This is a Zendaya stan account. I don't make the rules. Yeah. Literally. Yep. So those are, I don't know. I don't really think there's any other fun facts about it. Okay, no, I have one. And I, it was just a very subtle thing. It was like a one-liner, but I was like, wait, wait a minute. So you said before, movie was made in 1954, right? Uh-huh. And there's a line in the movie where the girl goes, yeah, one of these are... Yeah, one of the girls goes, our brother is in Alaska. He's out of the country right now. And I was like, wait a minute. And I looked it up, and Alaska wasn't part of the United States till 1959. Yeah, Yeah, my mom, I watched it with my mom yesterday because (laughs) she wasn't going to let me watch White Christmas without her. But they said that line, and my mom literally out loud loud went, out of the country, haha. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, what the heck? Either that's a really dumb joke, or they're not kidding. Yeah. So, I just thought that was incredible. It's a pretty good line. Yeah. And they probably didn't even realize it. They were just I know, like, that's one of those line one-liners that aged really, really well. <laughs> Oh my gosh, like when people say stuff and they're like, oh man, I just dated myself, like, yeah, buddy, (laughs) you really outdid yourself there. Golly. Anyway, what are your comments? Oh my gosh. Let's see. Let's see. (laughs) That's the wrong tab. (laughs) Dumb. Okay, those blue dresses, I want. We have to get them. (laughs) That line, that whole scene, 
It's so iconic. Oh and my the guys gosh. Do it. I was not ready. Oh, that's another ready. fun fact. That scene wasn't originally in the script. The guys were just, like, goofing off on set, and they did that, and then they were like, oh, we have to include this. But whatever, like, whatever takes they did, Bing Crosby wouldn't stop laughing, so that's why he's kind of losing it in the movie, is because they couldn't get a real take. Because it was a movie musical from the 50s, so they just did it, like, one take. I love And he kept losing it. Ah! That's so amazing! Oh my gosh! That's, that just made it a hundred times better. And it was already really good to begin with, okay? Like, oh my gosh. I just, I just thought the dresses were gorgeous. And I just. They're pretty nice. I just want to get one. Let's get one. Okay. I really want the fans. No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) You can have both. Fine. Just do a one-woman show. And then we make our brothers do the... (laughs) Right, like our brothers would do that. No. (laughs) Um, I just really love the movie musical as done in the golden age of Hollywood. Oh my god. Gosh, it's incredible. It makes me want to see Funny Face so bad. Yeah, I haven't... Like, I've only seen two of them. Yeah. This one and Singing in the Rain. Yeah. But they fill me with so much serotonin. Literally. Oh my gosh. Like, the Singing in the Rain song, I hear it and my body instantly, like, goes to a higher plane. It's just like, (laughs) I'm instantly at peace and I'm so happy right now. And that's how I felt, like, in all of the songs in this movie. Yeah, I was like, yes. Yeah. Just the, like, random dance breaks. Like, I love it. Oh, that first one they did was just incredible. I was like, man, they've got moves. And the army one? Or the one for the show? The... Where it's the the guy and the girl. I'm sorry, I'm bad at names. But they're like, oh, this is what happens when you dance, and... I started the movie, and I was like, I can't wait until the bridge Yes! Yes! It gave me such La La Land vibes, but in a better way. You know what I mean? Like... Yes. I mean, La La Land was trying to take off of classic movie musicals. Right. So it's good. Yeah. But they just didn't do it as well. I mean... I just, the first time I saw that bridge scene where they're dancing, I was like, this is so unsafe. Why are they doing this? So good. But the second time, I was like, I'm ready. (laughs) So good. It's just, like, I know you love Dancing with the Stars, and that just, I understood. I was like, this is so amazing. This. I love dance yeah it's just so good if i could do half of what that girl did in white christmas i i don't even know i forgot what i was gonna say oh i just really love dance that's not what i was gonna say but i just want to reiterate that no for sure for sure literally i just typed in all caps that dance was flawless because it was it was absolutely 100 percent flawless 
There were so many good one-liners in this movie. Oh my god! I didn't write them all down, but one of my favorites was, how can a guy that ugly have the nerve to have sisters? <laughs> yes! And then after the dancing scene, and Betty comes out, and she's like, what are you guys doing? Wait, maybe not. But there's one, I don't know if it's then, where he's like, I just kind of got blown in there, blown out of this. Like, I don't weigh very much. Oh, yeah, that was right after that. <laughs> I was like, sir, please. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, some of the one-liners I liked um, where, you know, like, when you get older, you can't see very well. And so the guy was like, oh, I'm playing the trombone because he's trying to move the paper so he can see it. I'm like, that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm remembering all this trivia. I thought I only had one. One of them said that a lot of Bing Crosby's lines were just improvised from his normal speed. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> and I just really appreciate that. Or, um... The general's wife, she goes, If I'm wrong, I'll resign as president of Busybodies Anonymous. I was like, <laughs> Ah! Ah! That's so good. Um, when they get fake engaged, being Crosby's just like, You might have been stuck with this weird mobile for life. <laughs> I was like, Yes. The poor soul who marries me. That's gonna be the line. <laughs> like. Gonna stand up at your wedding and go, you know what? You're stuck with this weird mobile for life. And this one. Yeah, baby! <laughs> <laughs> we are both very single. <laughs> Thanks, future husbands. You're great. Yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> I literally thought of something to say, and I forgot it. My brain is not working. <laughs> Those were the only one-liners I had written down. I I oh. laughed out loud at those. The girl who's, like, mutual, I'm sure. <gasps> I laughed so hard <laughs> because it's so stupid. Well, no, the funny part about that girl is when she goes, um... Something about, oh, I wish it were me that were getting engaged. And he goes, yeah, I wish you were too. <laughs> You're so annoying. <laughs> like, uh. I really appreciate this movie for its ability to bring, like, recall things. Yes. Like, the first song that they sang to the general, like, in 1944 mm -hmm. was like the song that they sing at the end mm -hmm. which like re-watching it again i had chills the whole time they first sang that song because i knew it was the song at the end too yeah and i was like i love this so much i was like oh ah ah so good but then also when phil calls bob bing crosby he calls him a sad lonely unhappy man and then like later on when, like, everything blows up with Betty, he calls him a sad, lonely, unhappy man again. And I'm like, yeah. yes. <laughs> and they literally... Full circle. They do that all throughout, too. Like, one of them will make some kind of remark about, like, 
oh, Vermont's so snowy this time of year. And then they say it five minutes later. It's like, oh, yeah, you think Vermont's so nice this time of year? Really? Watching it again, I was like, they're overemphasizing that Vermont's so snowy so that we'll be shocked when there's not snow in Vermont. (laughs) That's so good. Fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Um... Let's see. Oh, yeah. During (laughs) me looking at my notes. (laughs) Never mind. Uh, For you people who are just listening, you just need to watch. Just watch and see what happens. We have a YouTube channel now. Um, So, literally, as soon as Bing Crosby goes, I'm for White Christmas, I stopped breathing (laughs) i literally i could not i was sitting on the couch eating soup going i can't breathe i can't move i can't ruin this precious perfect moment this is so good my first note was that bing crosby's eyes are so blue my gosh they were so blue (laughs) really piercing into my soul yeah oh yeah what a time what a time let's see oh another dress another honorable mention the black dress which one was that in the it was the other lounge towards the end the one that was with Bing Crosby And she's doing the song about love. Oh, oh. That black dress? Good lord. Like, I actually said that out loud. I was like, oh my gosh. That is sexy as heck. That is fine. Mm. I was surprised throughout this whole movie of how un-50s it felt. Yeah, for sure. Like, all of the costumes and things were not super, like, 50s, as we, like, stereotypically understand the 50s. I mean, because stereotypes are supposed to be emphasized. Right, right. But, like, all of the women's outfits were things that, like, we would wear now. Yeah. Which is maybe, like, a little bit more sheer fabric. Yeah. But especially, like, all of the dance costumes, I was like, people wear that now. Yeah. Like. The only thing that felt really 50s was the guys at the fact that the guys' waists were like so high. <laughs> at Donnie Nowitzki. Yes. Time for our once a podcast bandstand reference. <laughs> Just but yeah, that was like the only thing where I was like, yeah, we don't wear that anymore. But everything else, I was like, yeah, this looks pretty normal. Yeah. I wrote down, right before he did that number about choreography, super weird number, but I wrote down, I was like, it's so interesting to me that dance has not changed in the last 70 years, and then he immediately started to sing a song about how dance has changed, and I was like, oh. That's <laughs> but also, so ironic. Like, all of that is the same. Yeah. 
with like a little bit of it like we do more hip-hop now yeah but like ballet and jazz like jazz are all like very the same like musical theater dance has been the same for the last ever 70 years yeah which is, i guess is why bob fossey was such a big deal yeah but yeah I don't know. I got his point, though, that, like, now it's choreography. Because a lot of the stuff that the people dressed up dancing were wearing and doing, that felt more like typical dance versus the people all in black were more like color guard dancing, like choreography. That's what came to mind. I was like, oh, we would have done that in Color Guard. We would have dressed up in all black and, like, done weird movements that we called dance. Yes. <laughs> We've done some weird things. Yeah. Not super weird. Think about sophomore year Winter Garden no, telling me that it wasn't listen, super weird. <laughs> I wasn't, we don't talk about that. We don't... Even freshman year Winter Guard, when we dressed, like, we acted like music notes. That was adorable. Yeah, but it was weird. Well, yeah, it was weird, but it was so cute. Literally, our show was called Symphony Lane. Go look up that song. It's adorable. I don't remember who it's by. But it was just about, like, so we, like, painted a road on our floor and like had music notes around it and it and, was like, a, a staff line staff lines and a treble clef yeah yeah and we like act like we started the song all those music notes that like came to lie alive and then at the end we like went back to music notes yeah so someone would be a circle and someone else would be the line it was so cool like yeah it was so cool was we got such... third place for that yeah it was such a good that idea was... That was our peak. We didn't ever come back to that. <laughs> no. Except for that one competition. Was it junior year when we all did the spin under the flag double? Yes! I was so proud. That was the only time I got it. <laughs> we were at a competition and <laughs> this is going to be really weird for anybody who doesn't know anything about color guard. Yeah. But basically... We, like, threw our flags in the air to do a double, which is just a, the flag does a double spin in the air, and then we catch it. Yes. But with the flag, it goes up high enough that there's enough time for you to spin around underneath and then catch it. And we had written that into our choreography, and every single time that we practiced, somebody always dropped it. And then the day of the competition, we, like, went through, and we, like, did it, and then we were all on the floor in the competition. The music was playing. We, like, caught it, and I was, like, I didn't hear a drop. Like, nothing fell. What just happened? And I was, like, did we really just, did we really just all catch that? What? And then we had to, like, finish the song, but I was, like. <gasps> yeah, that was the only time I had gotten it. Like, I had not gotten it any time before then. And I didn't get it a single time after. That was the one time I did it. And I was so proud. And we barely finished because everyone was so shocked that we got it. There was like a, mo a moment of pause where everybody was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what just happened? That we had to like reset as a group. <laughs> I was like, we went behind a prop and I was like screaming. I was like, I did it, I did it. And everyone's like, go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was also a weird year. I think it was a different competition, but one of the girls got sick 
and our director was like, Krista, you can learn all of this rifle part in a week, right? Now go. Oh my gosh, I remember that. That unlocked a weird memory. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I've never spawned rifle. Like, we did it sophomore year, but we don't talk about sophomore year because that was a weird year. Mm-mm. But, like, it was like a group of like five people who were all spitting rifle, and I was on flag before. And then she was like, Learn this, go. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. What a time. Yeah. So, anyways, choreography is cool. Um. (laughs) Yeah. Um, next thing. Let's see. Oh, for that song, I put, we love altos in this house. Because that was pure alto bliss. Like, songs nowadays are just written higher. I'm convinced. They're just written for sopranos now. And all those songs were just so nice and low and gorgeous. Ugh. It's also because Bing's practically a bass, so... Yeah, I mean, like, his voice is really low. <laughs> I mean, he could also get up there, too. He was probably well, yeah. baritone He's, like, one of the best musicians of all time. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever, I guess. The scene at the very end where Bing Crosby finds the present that Betty gave him. One, I didn't get what the present was. Oh my gosh, Carrie. Was I just not paying attention? Do you still not get it? Do I have to explain it to you? No, I don't get it. Please explain it to me. Because throughout the entire movie, they kept talking about how, like, Betty was looking for a knight in shining or. Knight in shining armor on a white horse. I mean, that's I like saw it. And I was like, oh, it's a knight in shining armor. But my brain does not register that that happened at all. They had several you. conversations about it. Well, guess I just was not paying attention. Like especially right before they kiss the first time, when they're by the fire and having snacks and whatever. Like they're talking about it for an extensive period. I definitely zoned out. It's fine. I, like, zoned out. Like, I heard the part where he was talking about the sandwiches. (laughs) And then they, like, moved, and I zoned out again until he started singing. Yeah, you missed a lot then. (laughs) That's why that doesn't make any sense. Because they mentioned it later, too. Yeah, it's cute. He was like, oh, your knight in shining armor isn't on his steed anymore. I'd like to fix that. I'd like to put him back on his horse if I could. Is there anything I can do? And she slams the door and leaves. I'm like, what the... What are you doing? How did I miss that entire conversation? I was definitely paying attention then. Yeah. It's fine. It happened twice, for sure. That scene where he, like, opens the present and then they just, like, start kissing behind the Christmas tree... And then Phil is like, okay, I'll join you. And then he starts kissing Judy. I'm like, you guys are literally doing a music number right now. So dumb. Oh my god. Like, the audience is waiting for you. So <laughs> like, stop <dumb>. it. <laughs> this is not professional. <laughs> it, okay, no. What's funny about that is we're going to go back to Winter Guard for a second. <laughs> that same year, our junior year, with the flag double... We, so we had these, like, big, uh, they're kind of like, yeah, 
foamy styrofoam like boards that we painted pink and stood up so they were like eight feet tall right and so they were just wide enough for all of us to kind of hide behind like three or four people to each set and anytime we would be practicing and like only one group was out and the others were just waiting to start behind these things that's when all the madness happened that's when all the crazy crap happened and all the funniest jokes and everyone's laughing and finally we got yelled at for laughing and distracting other people so that's what that reminds me of is like all the weird stuff happens behind the props while the actual show's going on no i mean i like said it but like christy altimore when she was in anastasia would literally do a live stream every single night when she was backstage (laughs) because she was like backstage for like three or four songs yeah and so she would like do a live stream and just like talk about life and then people would like come in because her dressing room was like by the stage door so like people would like or the wing yeah and people would like walk by and like say hi to her before they went on stage and i'm like i say that the difference is she was in her dressing room bing crosby was literally behind a christmas tree on stage (laughs) yeah they went through a lot okay okay I want to talk about my critiques of this movie. Wait, can we finish with the notes? Okay. Yes. I thought... Continue. I mean... Continue! Okay. (laughs) Before you turn all grinchy on me, gosh. Um, let's see. Okay. Um, Operation Waverly, when they said that, I was, like, almost in tears. I was like, this is so good. Okay, like... Operation Waverly. Oh. Um. I just remembered the line when they got engaged, like fake engaged, and then they were like, go in, the water's warm. And then Bing Crosby goes, no, it's feeling a little icy to me today. Oh my they really gosh. <laughs> committed to the metaphors in this and then went too far. Yeah. Like, first, there was another one that I can't remember where I was like, Okay, we got it, like, four steps ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, two more notes, and then you can get all grinchy. One. Okay, this one's kind of... It's a lot. When Waverly walked down the stairs in his uniform, and his granddaughter's waiting at the bottom of the stairs, and she's staring up at him, like, just starry-eyed... Dude, I I literally almost cried. Because I was like, I, I don't even know how to explain this. My grandpa passed away almost a year ago. Well, a year in February. And he was in the Air Force. And to be able to see him walk down the stairs in his original Air Force uniform. Like, I would give anything. I would give anything anything to be her in that scene like that was such a special scene and i was like man when this came out i bet there were a lot of people just like bawling when that happened because it was so right. relatable yeah and it's only nine years after world war ii literally so like there were so, like it's very soon yeah like people who fought in that war are like we're still alive and like we're going to see this movie yeah Oh my gosh, it just, the whole last 
15 minutes, just pulled at the heartstrings, just killed me. And then when they, like, when one of the people tells Waverly to go outside and it's snowing, I almost lost it again. I was like, it's literally snowing outside and all of his guys came to see him. Uh, I can't deal. I can't hang, man. <laughs> like, uh, it's so good. It's so and it's good. Like, snow is so magical. Oh my gosh. Lorelai Gilmore. Like, okay. I smell snow. I'm literally like we live wearing in Texas. snowflake earrings and snow socks. Hang on. We're just gonna snow. Oh no. Oh no, they're, they're pulled down. Socks up to the camera. <gasps> Snow! I almost I'm died! Penguin socks. Huh? I'm wearing penguin socks. Well, that's not good enough now, is it? <laughs> Never insult the penguin in front of me. Yikes. Anyway. I'm gonna get... We live in Texas, so we don't get snow. Yeah, we've had maybe one... One or two white Christmases in our 21 years of living. And even then, like, White Christmas is, like, the road's iced over and there's, like, a half an inch of snow on the ground. Yeah. There was one year where school got canceled for four days because it snowed 12 inches. And we were like, what the heck? I think we were in fifth grade. Yeah. There was one year that it snowed on my birthday. Yeah. I remember that. And I was so excited. I told my brother, my older brother, I was like, it's snowing on my birthday. And he was like, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate them. And that's on a seven-year age difference. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, usually in Texas, if it does snow, the only chance you've got is January or February for the most part. Last year, it snowed for like two seconds in January. And it was really funny because my aunt was getting married that day and it was just one of those things where we didn't know if the roads were going to ice over and she's very like everything has to go perfectly to plan kind of person. So she was flipping that day. My mom was like, oh, she's probably so mad right now that it's snowing and I'm just outside going, I'm trying to eat it. It's all in my hair. <laughs> just see now. Having a time. We're pros. <laughs> we're pros at Zoom weddings. So if it snows over, we can fix it. There was also one but. year in high school where we were at lunch and there's skylights in the cafeteria, and we could see that it was and snowing. And there's like a courtyard. Yeah. And they canceled school right then. They were like, okay, high school's going to get out early so they can pick up their siblings. And so we got to leave school because it was snowing. And I was like, this is literally the best day of my life. Yeah, that was one of my fondest memories. Honestly? I... It was chaos. Like, they made the announcement in the lunchroom and everyone started screaming and cheering. And, like... In our high school, fifth period was homeroom. Yeah. So then we, like, all had to, like, go back to our... Like, that's when lunch was, too, was during fifth period. So we had lunch and then a study hall and, like, class. Yeah. Because it was a two-hour class that they, like, broke up into, like, 30-minute lunch, 30-minute study hall, hour class. But I remember that year, I had to take somebody home, and I don't remember who it was. That's so weird. 
it was somebody that I was not like super good friends with. <laughs> but I remember being so stressed. Yeah. Because it was pretty sure it was junior year. Because we were in that English teacher's class. I'm pretty sure. Mr. Peanut Butter Cup. Yes. But I remember, because then I was driving then. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I w- so then I, like, I was driving in the snow, and I was so stressed out. I mean, like, it wasn't, like, super hard snowing, but I was like, the roads are gonna ice, and I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And, and there was only one bridge, but, like, it was, there were bridges on either side, so you had to go over one bridge to get out of the school area. That was the thing. But, yeah, like, I I knew this would be good for that reason, because I love snow. Yeah, my mom showed me a picture of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park mm-hmm. with all the snow, and I was like, this is so beautiful. Yeah. It's so magical. I love snow. Literally, my mom told me this when I was like three or four, I prayed for snow for Christmas, and it actually happened, and she was so upset, because she's like, you actually, like, (laughs) what if this never happens again? She'll, like, lose her faith. (laughs) I was like, that's so sweet, though. Like, imagine little curly hair, four-year-old me with her little playhouse, and it's got snow on its little roof, and I'm like, hey, come into my little playhouse. I've got snow and hot chocolate. It's just so cute. Your four-year-old Jade was pretty cute. I had hair by then. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real. I was bald for a long time. And then everyone was like, oh, you have very curly hair. Where'd you get that from? Your mother. Well, she was born with straight hair till she was like 16. And then it just turned curly out of nowhere. I mean, that's kind of what happened to me. But I, my hair I wasn't was not like that, that curly in elementary school. But you and your mother are clones. Oh. You guys look exactly the same. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just actually Rory and Lorelai. But without all of the teenage pregnancy and with a brother. In the rich family. I was like, Rory didn't get pregnant when she was a teenager. Spoiler alert! Ah! <laughs> I was talking about Lorelai. God, I'm, right. no, I know. But I was confused for a have... second. And I was like, oh. Do you have more notes, Jane? No, that was it. That was okay. it. I wanted to end on the snow and all the happy, sad times. My first critique is not really critique. It's just an amazement. Okay. That they managed to pull all of this off without the general knowing. Literally. He just pretended he broke his leg. I'm like, what? Like, that part I was like, fine. That could have worked. But with the, like, train station, <laughs> there are, like, hundreds of people coming in to his hotel. Yeah. How did they manage to keep him from looking out the window at least once all day? Okay. I know we keep making references to other things. I'm so sorry. But I think it's great. Shane Top's graduation. 
They got all those people in that warehouse, and he had no idea. Yeah. And that's modern times with, like, phones and cameras and texting. I just feel like the Smosh office is bigger than an inn in Vermont. Well, yeah, I just... And they did, like, tell him that they were shooting something. Yeah. So he was like, whatever he did, he would have been like, oh, it's just for the shoot. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah, there were still just a lot of people where he was like, how did you get here? Yeah, how did they manage to pull that one off? Are Shane and the general just that dumb? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're our favorite pizza place. (laughs) Sorry, Shane. We like you. You're actually very smart and like books and stuff. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay, my next critique. Okay. Is that this movie feels longer than it needs to be because half of the plot feels unnecessary. Yeah. The whole miscommunication subplot did not need to be in the movie. There you go. There you have it. (laughs) I wrote down, oh yes, the classic miscommunication plotline for drama. (laughs) It was so dumb and she was so upset about it the whole time. She's like, I can't believe he would ever do something like that. I'm like, you just met him. Like, why don't people ever talk to people? He was like, I wish we could just get over this. Like, he was so confused as to why she was upset. And she didn't say anything. She just left the city. Left the state. And was like, I'm never going to tell him what I'm going on anymore. Until he went on TV and she was like, oh, his motives are true. And I was like, he would have just told you that if you had asked. Like, I would have rather that it have gone like, I just had a mini stroke. (laughs) 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 Like, if she had just been like, Hey, what the heck is wrong with you, idiot? Why are you doing this? How could you do this to your best friend or whatever? Like, someone you respect and care about. And he'd be like, what are you talking about, dear? (laughs) Just, like, accuse him of the thing you think he's doing. And then he can explain himself. That's usually my motive. I'm like, why are you doing this dumb thing? And they're like, I'm not doing the dumb thing. Why? Who would you hear that from? And you're just like... Oh, no. Shoot, dude. That's it. Yeah. That's my dramatic reason. Why don't people ever talk to each other? I'm so tired of that being a plot line. We can get more creative than that. Let's not promote bad communication skills. At the end of Dash and Lily. At all Hallmark movies. I mean, that's what they're meant for. That's why I appreciated, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but Laura's Hallmark movie for this season? No. Okay. Laura Osnes did a Hallmark movie called One Royal Holiday, and I appreciated it so much because there was no miscommunication plot line. Wow. That's shocking. Genuinely. And so I was like, this is obviously the best Hallmark movie of the season because they actually talk to each other about things. Wow. What a concept. (laughs) It's very frustrating. I mean, that wasn't the main plot for Dash and Lily. I'm not bashing Dash and Lily, okay? I freaking love it. That's 
literally, I just finished it today. I've had so many feels today. I'm just, like, being attacked. All right? Please hold for next week's episode. I've, like, <laughs> cried twice today. I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Like, it's so concerning. But, like... Please hold for Jade having a mental breakdown on screen. <laughs> me talking about Dash's letter next week. Yikes. Yes. Help me. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I just... Like, that wasn't the whole plot. Their whole thing was like, oh, we should be good at communicating. That's all we've been doing this whole time. And then there was, like, one thing of miscommunication. And it was like, oh, everything fell apart because one thing wasn't said. And it was like, aww. <laughs> Frick. Yeah. Also in that they literally knew each other for, like, two weeks. And never met in person. Yeah. And were, like, consistently lying to each other about most things in their lives. I mean, not lying, just, again, withholding things. Yeah, we need to stop talking about this or we won't have an episode next week. Oh, I'll have plenty to say next week. Anyway, I will have rewatched my... it by next week. Oh, me too. <laughs> ah. Anyways. Those are my critiques of this movie. It's basically yeah. perfect. Except that the plot is dumb. <laughs> yeah, I... There was one thing I didn't like, and it's just... It was just me expecting to kind of zone out through most of the movie. But I think it was just their dialect and the way that they talk different that I had to pay attention more. Like, they talked so fast and with so different dialect and slang that I was having a hard time picking up on all the little nuances, like the horse and the knight in shining armor, you had to be really paying attention the entire two hours to get that stuff. Yeah, that's what I noticed. My parents and I watched the first James Bond movie last night from 1962, yeah. and I was so confused the entire movie because I zoned out once and then was, like, unable to get myself back because... They talk different then, and, like, the audio is different then than it is now. Mm -hmm. And so my ears, like, don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's talking? And also, they were British and James Bond. Yeah. Which makes it harder. That's even harder. And so I was like, what's happening? Yeah. No, I got So, you. yeah, I get that. Yeah. That's why the second time watching it, because this is my second time watching it, I think, I was able to pick on up a lot more things because I already understood the most of the plot. So I didn't have to listen to be like, oh, what are they doing now? What's happening? You were just listening for the little things. Yeah. Yeah. Like the one-liners. Yeah. And even some of those, like, there's not a laughing track. So you really have to pick up on it for it to make sense. Like, the trombone yeah. thing. If you weren't listening, you'd be like, why is he moving the paper like that? What's he doing? Or the Busy Bodies Anonymous. Literally, that's so funny to me. I don't even... The one where she... His housekeeper or his wife? I have no idea what her actual relationship is. wife, because he's got a granddaughter. So... I know she runs the hotel. That's all I know. I think it's wife. That she, like, runs the front desk. Yeah. But 
when she told him to put on the uniform and he was like, I've had an entire battalion or whatever. And she was like, it would take 15,000 of them to replace me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, good point. Good point. And then like 15,000 show up. That's what I thought was funny. I was like, oh, foreshadowing. Oh. (sighs) So good. I loved Phil and Bob's relationship throughout this whole thing. Oh my gosh. Like, at the beginning, I was like, it's so messed up that Phil keeps bringing up the arm thing to, like, guilt him into doing things. But then I was like, wait. He actually loves doing this. Yeah. I was like, it's okay because they're bros. Yeah. That, I was the same way. I was like, oh, that's so terrible that he's doing that. But then it was hilarious. He's like, oh, no. Can you do this for me? And he's like, seriously, you're going to bring that up again? But he's like laughing while he's saying it. Right. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. That's us. That's us as cranky old men. I just love men being friends. Oh, I know. I love bros. Emotionally vulnerable bros. Uh, literally the whole song, we love him. I was like, ah, ah, I can't. Both times, I was just like crying my eyes out. Just kidding. But in my soul. This This is a PSA for all the men out there. It's okay to be emotionally vulnerable. Especially Girls to your typically bro like friends. Yes. And if you are emotionally vulnerable to your bro friends, you will instantly get a wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's just... It's hilarious to me because we were at a wedding this Sunday. <laughs> Carrie wouldn't go out on the dance floor for whatever reason and she's like oh it's because i'm married to god and showed me the ring and i was like okay i have a purity ring that i had since i was like 13 (laughs) but they did the like flower bouquet oh yeah 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 and i like okay first of all i don't know this girl like i'm at jade's date at this wedding i've like never met the bride before my life the bouquet toss yeah yeah i hate bouquet tosses because i think they're dumb and so everybody was, like, blowing out, and I was, like, and Jade was, like, Carrie, come out. And I was, like, I'm not doing that. I'm married to God. And then I left. <laughs> she was so upset. <laughs> like, everyone was standing out there. Literally, the first person caught it because she didn't throw it very far. I was standing I they in never, the very back. They never throw it very far, but I always hate them. I just, that line was just so cynical. I was like, Carrie, come (laughs) on, man. I'm married to God. So, men out there, be careful. You've got people like Carrie in this world who are going to be like, I'm married to God. I just didn't want to do the (laughs) bouquet (laughs) toss. Also, run away when there's a bouquet toss at a wedding. Don't make her do it. My friend Katie had a wedding, and she didn't do one. Well. Because she hates them, too. Good for her. I don't. <laughs> also, quarantine weddings, man. <laughs> like... Yeah, a COVID wedding is a wild ride. Oh, my gosh. That's a whole nother thing. Should there have been a bouquet toss because it was a COVID wedding? Should there have been a wedding because it was a COVID wedding? Uh... 
Anyways. And that's on Texas. <laughs> anyway, we don't have COVID. Probably nobody at that wedding had COVID. We don't have COVID I... yet. Jade, we don't have COVID. I laughed because there was a sign at the door for the wedding that says, by entering this building, you are, like, like you're just agreeing not to sue the, like, venue if you get COVID. And I just laughed. Yeah, like... I was like... <sighs> It's, it's a time. It's a time. I also just never go anywhere anyway. Yeah. So even if I got it, I would only put my family at risk because I live with them. Your poor family. <laughs> fine. <laughs> they would do from a little rest. They're fine. It's fine. Anyways. Do you have any final thoughts? Um... Honestly, I don't think so. I think we covered all of it plus some. Okay, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes critic and audience scores are? Oh my gosh. Um, critic, 90, audience, 92. Okay. I'm going to give the audience a 75. What the? And the critics like an 85. Okay, I'm preparing to be right, so. The critic score is a 77. Good lord! And the audience score is an 88. So I just got my numbers flipped. No, that was almost exactly accurate. I said audience was 75. And the critics was 85. I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Anyways. And ready for your favorite question of the evening? No! What do you rank it mm. out of 10 pineapples? Gosh, that's so many. We can't cut we all those say- up for the roast. Just want to say, first off, we always say pineapples, but I don't even like pineapple. <laughs> and I just feel like that needs to be out there in the universe. I don't think it needed to be said. I don't think you needed to bring your negativity to this party. <laughs> but that's fine. Fine. Oh, is it? Is it fine? Is it fine now? We're going to fight. That's what made your ranking, Jane. That's what made last episode interesting. Us just fighting each other for an hour. Um, uh, I'm I'm debating between two numbers. Okay, so don't don't at me. Don't punch me in the face or anything. Like, um, oh. <laughs> you're just like to punch you through screens. You're like, oh, it's fine. Um. I'm gonna give it an eight. Hey. What? I give it an eight. Stop doing that. Hey, we like giving things eights around here. (laughs) That gives it a score of an eight. Perfect. (laughs) Which is two points higher than last week. That was your fault. Which which was a six. (laughs) That had nothing to do with me. (laughs) 
if you can't tell, Jade is upset about the events that transpired last week. I mean, I made myself very clear about how I felt, about how you felt about that movie. Yeah, that was a lot of words that made sense. It did make sense! I checked! <laughs> I mentally checked as I was saying them. That was our second Christmas episode on White Christmas. And now we're all dreaming of a white Christmas. Just like the one I used to know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good job, Jay. Yay! Do I win a prize? You win brownie points. I was hoping you would say I would get to win... First of all, my fancy Christmas intro being in this episode, because we decided last episode didn't deserve it, and we also both forgot. I literally made yeah. a Christmas version of our theme song, and Die Hard didn't deserve to have it, because that episode was in November. Okay, she made it in, like, October, because she also made a Halloween one, yes. if you watched that episode. So she made them both at the same time, and I just completely forgot about it when I was editing. So because editing last week's episode <laughs> was a nightmare. <laughs> I did it on the road to Tennessee, which never gonna edit without a desk ever again. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that would end well. <laughs> it was fine, <laughs> but then. The video, every time I would render it, was, like, out of sync, and so I had to render it as an AVI file, which are huge, and so the file was 11 gigs because it was 52 minutes long. We have a time. So, I get to win my Christmas intro. It's all jingly, being in the beginning. Go back and listen to it again, or it'll probably be at the end, most likely. And I also get to win... A Dash and Lily episode next week! <gasps> I'm excited. I made a very... I'm just imagining myself getting face. to this point editing and then going, Oh, wait a minute, I didn't put the Christmas intro in. <laughs> and then having to go all the way back to the beginning. You're welcome, future Carrie. It's okay. So, next week, we're reviewing Dash and Lily, a... Uh, eight episode tv show on netflix and if you want to binge all eight episodes it only takes about four hours just do it just yeah i did it in one day do it i did it in several but that's because i work like nine hours a day and i'm a tired i was person. packing to leave school for the semester and i was like i'll just watch one episode eight episodes later you can't just watch one. If you don't want to watch all eight at one time, my suggestion is watching two at a time. Because two at a time gives you just enough information you need while also making want, making, want, making, you, want making you want to more. watch the rest. The others. Yes. So that's it for today, folks. You know the, like, Looney Tunes thing that comes at the end? They're like, that's all, folks. That's all for now, folks. Da, that's da, not da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Curly Critics Pod. 
email us at curlycriticspod at gmail.com. We have funny tweets. Email us because we're lonely. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening, give us five stars. If you're watching, give us a like and subscribe. And comment. We like seeing them. We're like, OMG, that's so nice. It's like, oh yeah, people actually like us. We have confidence. I'm a very confident person. Look at that Santa just jiggling around over there. Not you! Anyway. There's Santa on your tree! Gosh. Honestly. Leave Bill alone. <laughs> That's a little I just... sacrilegious, but whatever. <laughs> Alright. Time to go. <laughs> yes. Okay, bye. Bye!